Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Keeson. With me on the show today, Debbie G and Neo Positivity. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And we're so happy that it's Friday. Happy TGIF to everybody out there listening in and tuning in. We're so glad you were able to join us today. And uh, I am glad to be coming to the end of a very busy week. Um, I'm going to actually get to relax and enjoy <laughs> Neo Positivity Summit tomorrow. Tomorrow, Saturday the 19th. It's going to be a good thing. Got to be there for that. And uh, we're going to be hearing more about that in a few moments here. Also, I'm going to be uh, pushing a little bit about Thai Boot Camp because that's been the news of the week that uh, um, I, I signed up with the Thai Boot Camp. And uh, we've got visitors coming up Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, including David Strickle coming on Wednesday to do the stream of David. So it's going to be a lot of good stuff. But... Gotta say hello to my co-host. How you doing, Neil? You're looking really good. You're looking very relaxed. Is your thoughts become things t-shirt just rings out the message as usual? Like 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 Superman. I open up the chest and this is all you see. Thoughts become things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. Life I love good. it. Life is good. Thanks for having me on. Glad to have you. And Debbie, as usual, is on the road. This is like the the leading traveling lady in the world right now and she's living up to her her uh her motto so where, where are you in you're back in colorado today is that right i i've been in colorado for a few days now i just i just arrived in creststone about 20 minutes ago logged wow. into the computer to pop on here and it's been an amazing week and i have a new toy which is really Ooh. awesome i don't want to talk about this y'all so I'm just really, I'm super grateful to be here. I'm, the energy in, in Crestone, Colorado is just absolutely unbelievable. And, and Puggy says hi. Hello, Puggy. <laughs> Puggy. <laughs> there he is. I love he looks, my Puggy. He looks like oh, he's having a good he, time there. So, so Puggy really missed me while I was gone. And, <laughs> He's he missed me more than my son, who I just who who is also here right now. I swear, Puggy just is like she came back. I came back. I love you, Puggy. But, but that's the beautiful thing about pets. Pets are like they are the total ultimate. Uh, what what's the word? Unconditional love. They're the ultimate unconditional love machine. I mean, it doesn't matter how long you've been away. Does it could be five minutes, it could be five years, and you show up. It's like, yay, she's back again. I mean, that's the way pets are. What dogs, especially, are just wonderful that way. And it looks like he's living up to uh, his uh, his. Well, he's hitting the bar that other dogs have. That's a good thing. The reciprocation. You see him in heaven right now. Right, right. Yeah, look at that guy. <laughs> he's just relaxed. Oh. He's so happy. So happy. So anyway, oh, uh, let's, let's, me puggy. I let, puggy. <laughs> let's let's touch on the summit that's happening tomorrow because Neil works pretty hard on these things, and uh, they're they're really cool events. If you haven't been to one of Neil's summits, I mean they're they're like rapid fire. You get a whole bunch of speakers who really know what they're talking about, coming at you five minutes at a clip, and then there's all this cool stuff that he does in between. But I'm kind of ruining it. So why don't you tell it how it actually is, Neil? Okay. You're actually doing a pretty good job. <laughs> uh, Walt's been to a few. Debbie's been to a few. They're going to come back and bless us with their presence again. But, yeah, like he said, just picture this room like this with a couple more speakers and, you know, audience asking questions just like this. Like you said it before, this is like a miniature summit in every episode. That's why I said I, I don't see how you do this every day because putting this <laughs> month to month is daunting. And there's a lot of tasks. There's a lot of moving parts. I'm up to eight staff members now working on this. Um, and just, it's cool. It's cool to be the captain and just watch all the work in pieces, watch manifest things just going into place. So this time around, I went to a, last time I went to a dental convention and ended up pulling all this leading dentists around the country. And um, this time last week I had went to, or a week before I went to a crypto convention um, mm. that uh, the guy who created PodFest, uh, Chris Kremitzos invited oh. me there. And um, yeah, I just showed up and just, you guys know how it is. You walk in a room full of a thousand people and eight people just stand out to you. And mm. by the end of the conference, it's you and them eight in the corner talking about the law of attraction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're going to be the speakers at this at this week's event uh, tomorrow, 
10, All right. 19th from noon to 4 Eastern time. And uh, we're going to rock out. Like I said, Walt's going to be on at 1.20. Debbie's going to be on at 2 o'clock. We're going to have panels. We're going to have speed questions where I just ask a question. You got 60 seconds to answer it. I got some good juicy questions. A lot of great details. Uh, guy Ron Lacker's on there. He built his company up and sold it for $1.5 billion. Ooh. That all started with him riding on a napkin in a restaurant. And he's big on thinking, grow rich. And so a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff coming from a lot of good sources once again. And I, I, I can't wait to put it on. The other ones, I was like, I need a couple more days. I always need a couple more days. This one... Two days ago, I was ready to go. I was like, I can't wait. Like, I just want to do this right now. Hit record. Let's go. And so, yeah, things are happening. Things are moving. All the numbers are, are increasing. And uh, the world is starting to get it. The world is finally starting to get it because I finally started to see the world getting it. It was a total shift in my mentality. And it has Beautiful. awakened a beast, especially in the last three weeks. It's just been a crazy journey. I got to ask one question. The uh, the billionaire who's going to be on, who wrote started his business on a napkin, did he keep the napkin? I hope so. I didn't ask him that. I hope so too. Ron Laker is his name. You'll see him there tomorrow. I, if you if you remember, if I remember, Debbie, if you remember, please ask me because that's like the my feather, which was my moment uh, when I manifested that feather. I still have it. So mm. stuff like that we usually keep around. He probably still has it. He's like probably does. Guy, yeah. I mean, especially if you have a story that cool, how can you throw out the napkin, right? I mean, unless you lost it. Three days, you know, a week later. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, on the other hand, he developed a $1.5 billion business out of it. I suspect that napkin hung around for a bit. I hope it did. Yeah, like, I think so. Yeah, but, <laughs> 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 well, a picture hanging up on my wall. But yeah, he's got, good. he's got some great techniques. He took um, the six steps from Napoleon Hill and kind of made it into his own. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's worked for him. So, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Have either of you love- seen the movie? No, no. Yeah, the, the the Think and Grow Rich Which movie. That's, that's out. No, well, I, guess it, I haven't yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. It, it looks good. I saw the trailer. It looked really interesting. Now that's um, not the one with Katie Holmes, right? Katie Holmes did like a Law of Attraction. No, that that's uh, the Secret Dare to Dream. Is that now? That's based on the movie been... The Secret, but it, it, you know they made a, a fictional movie out of it. Okay, that's okay. I got to right. see. And that's good. I mean, well, it depends on who you talk to. Alex King was, was, you know, bored halfway through, so she turned it off. But I, I thought it was okay. I, I thought that I, the, the, the greatest strength of it is that it's the first movie I've seen in the 21st century where they actually try to take the law of attraction and turn it into a fictional story. That, that, that in and of itself is a major step forward. I can think of one or two from the 20th century. Uh, but it's the first one in the 21st century. So I, I would say the bar is set a little bit low, but that's good. Okay. So like the next one that comes along, okay, this is what you got to be. You got to be what the secret did, the secret dare to dream did the last time. So, you know. So basically what you're saying is after I become a director, I won't have that much of a milestone to pass. You know, they've already set the ground foundation for me. I could just make a great movie and. <laughs> well, hey, anyone who puts out a movie and it actually does it successfully so that it actually comes out, as far as I'm concerned, that's a major enterprise. I mean, you're going on about how hard it is to run a podcast. Let me tell you, creating a movie, oh, yeah, different level entirely. James Cameron yeah. style, baby. James I love Cameron. that. I love you. I love that you guys are talking about this. I, I'm looking at my internet and it does it choppy? A little, not too bad. Not kind too bad. of Bruce, Bruce Lee. Okay. <laughs> so we got to pick that up. I'm serious, okay. right? Like that was really good. I tell you, I'm glad it's recorded because I don't know if I could redo that magic right now. So, all right, guys, listen. I'm glad that you're talking. <laughs> I'm really thrilled that you are. Uh, bringing up directors because we have a big, exciting thing happening with Spirituality Gone Wild. We are working with Zappy mm-hmm. Zappelin, who not only ah. did the uh, Reality of Truth, but, uh, yeah, with the, I'm so excited, but also Reborn, the Lamar Odom story about his recovery from PTSD. And, yes, I said recovery. I'm not saying that everybody's going to experience what he experienced, but I can tell you that the movie is something you want to watch. And you also want to watch for... 
what we're going to have coming up. And of course, Walt and Neo will be part of this. And this is going to, we're going to start out online, but we have a tour that's happening also in person. Uh, online, what we're going to be doing is doing a lot of teachings about PTSD and how different plant-based medicines uh, can help you. We're also looking to get the petition signed for the mindarmy.org, the mindarmy.org. Now, I also want to mention to keep in mind that that though we're talking about something like plant-based medicine that practices, because both of you, what I heard you talking about and what we're going to discover tomorrow with Neo Positivity Summit and with Walt and myself and everybody else are practices. What kind of rituals and practices do we have in place? And so one of the things I'm super excited about with our event is that we're going to be able to bring practices in as well as education about some alternative methods that have been proven to help the suicide rate, to help depression radically, and also addiction. Well, this is a breakthrough in the recovery and addiction industry, and I am absolutely thrilled right now to just even be present to talk about it, to be able to share this with you all. This is an extraordinary time that we are in right now, and if you want to talk talk about the LOA, baby, this is true <laughs> awesomeness. And we have Melissa Marie on right now, and Melissa, I was just telling them all, Zappy and the exciting things that we've got coming. You guys, there are answers out there that we never even imagined are possible. So one of the things about oh, yeah. thoughts become things is the, is, is looking at that sheer question of what, what it, what else is possible mm-hmm. and what, and, and the big what if, what if there is something else that you can do to further your growth in your life and make this human thing just a little bit easier. Because let's face it, sometimes, I mean, hello, sometimes it's a thing. Anybody ever experienced life where you just go, oh, my God, sometimes I just, you know, this is about, yeah, but, but when you have severe PTSD, what I do know is that sometimes, no matter how many different methods you've tried, there's still that thing that's there that you can't seem to get past. And what I'm excited about is if you all watch the reality of truth and you watch Reborn, that you're going to see that there's another option out there. And don't forget to sign the petition, themindarmy.org. Very important stuff right now. We're rocking like, we're rocking like rock stars. Hello. You said thevinearmy.org? The mind, here, the, oh, mind, the mind, the mindarmy.org. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. In the comments, got to find that link. So that's good. Absolutely, and I and I'm glad you brought those up too because first of all, it fits the theme of you know movies, and movies are a big deal. I mean, we're going to see a lot more of them. I would say in very short period of time. I wouldn't be surprised if say five years from now, just to pick a time, I'll I'll bet you there's such a catalog out there of stuff of movies in the the general genre that we talk about here. We're going to be blown away by it, but that's five years down the road. Right now, it's like, really? Could we really have that many? Well, yeah, they're going to be there, and they're going to be, every one of them is going to be major impact. So it's going to be cool. Uh, I like the point you also made, too, Debbie, about how, you know, yep. we have stuff just, coming along that, that we can't even imagine, and, and the stuff that we can't even imagine, somebody's imagining. I mean, that's the Think and Grow Rich idea, right? Somebody somewhere is imagining it, and the rest are going, yeah. whoa. Totally. Yeah. No, I, I would like to circle that's back right, to That's whole, right, that's yeah. right. I like to circle back to the whole PTSD thing hmm. because um, yeah. I learned learned recently that there's so many more people suffering from PTSD than we we think. Most people hear that oh, yeah. about war veterans, and which I, is true, I, but yeah. still, yeah. But I was posed with true. a question. However, someone asked me a, a couple months ago about uh, people in the hood having PTSD mm. and they gave me the rundown of all of the things that the average 16 year old, 15, 14 year old has experienced in their yeah. life and yeah, they're sure. forced to deal with it and say, well, that was just life. Whereas other people go through that and they go through treatment and they still, you know, a lot of people who go through treatment stuff still don't get a hundred percent better. So mm-hmm. imagine a city full yeah. of people that are all struggling um, with this, you know, no doubt. So, and, and you could take it a step further. You got all kind of people. Almost every female I've met these days, 
I don't know what the hell was going on in a generation above mine, but almost every female I've met these days has been touched by an uncle or cousin that shouldn't have been doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's a form, you know, that's PTSD. There's all kind of different yeah. stuff going on. And I think we need to acknowledge it and it needs to be addressed on a larger scale. More people need to be receiving treatment for it. I think so. And, and there's a form of PTSD uh, from how you were. I love you. Oh. The mindset that you were raised with, it might have been great, but there's yeah. certain parts of it that left a little chip on your shoulder that you don't even know is there that's been affecting you your whole life. That's another form of It's a lighter form, obviously, than the other ones, but it sticks with you forever. It determines how you think, which determines what's going to happen to you next, and it all just needs to be addressed and uh, worked on, not completely cured. I wish we could, but worked on to the point of, uh, you know, where, where it's kind of like cured. You know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you what. I talk about dreaming big. This is one way I dream big, and I've been dreaming big this way for a long time. I imagined that the day comes, and I don't really know how this happens, but the day comes where uh, my dream for LOA today is that we get to the point where we have a large enough audience where we can actually start feeding people into a program, like, for instance, the Taya Boot Camp, which I'm going to be uh, joining up with next week. That's just one example of it. And feeding people in who don't necessarily have the means to do it. And I've, I've actually been thinking over the years of various ways to make that happen. I actually have a plan in mind of how, how I'm going to get that to happen once my abundance is, has gotten to the point that I feel like I can really kick in in a big way there. I, I mean, I just imagine what happens if you get this whole set of concepts and beliefs and, and understandings about how life really works out there into the hands of the masses in ways that other people can't even begin to dream of. I mean, I, I have exciting dreams at night. Let me tell you <laughs> dreams that just make me chilled with, with the goosebumps. By the way, I don't know what time zone you're in Walt, but your midnight sky is amazing. <laughs> Seriously, dude. I, I gotta, I wanna just jump in here and love on you both right now and tell you how appreciate, how much I appreciate, uh, both of you. The beautiful input and that you're bringing to this really super special subject. Um, I moved my computer here just for a second because I, I wasn't getting good reception. I wanna touch on a couple of things. One, without your dark, you wouldn't know your spark. And, and yeah, we do have a lot of uh, women out there in my age group that have experienced uh, trauma when they were a child. And sexual trauma is one, but there's also many other traumas, just like you brought up. Um, you know, back when I was growing up, the, the Freud system was just being put in place. Eric Erickson was just coming in with with teaching and expanding on that. That's the ID, the ego, and the super, the super ego being our conscious. Of course, the ID that's formed within the first one to three years, one to two years. And then we have our ego, which is what is our protection. One of the things I, I know is PTSD is a friend to everybody who's experiencing it. It's not something wrong, bad, wrong. There's not something wrong or bad. with. It's not coming out. Here's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's your friend. And the reason it's your friend is because it's been keeping you safe and protected all this time. What I do know is if you don't like the outcome of how that you're protecting yourself and how that you're creating safety in your life, that there might be other options. I want to touch on the fact that you brought up the recovery industry that has a 90% failure rate and let y'all know that that just simply means it's time for a change. Like evolution, uh, we all see these changes happening based upon the times and now we're in a time where it is, it is It's a time for us to truly step into our power by stepping into our self-love and breaking the cycles and the patterns of the old, old behavior that we were taught, the old operating system that just doesn't work anymore. And it's real, I mean, when it stops working, it stops working. I don't know about y'all, but if you ever had an old computer and then you bought a new one and you tried to run the old programs that you had in there, you might most likely had to upgrade. Well, our, we are the same way. And the one great thing about plant-based medicine, some of them, is that what is it providing? A reboot for the brain. A reboot and a place, you know, it, it basically is a, de- a defrag, if you shall, for your brain. So, yeah. Is plant-based the equivalent of psychedelic? Yep. Okay, cool, cool, cool. 
You got uh, it. We're talking we're talking about 5DMHT, DMT, uh, iboga, ayahuasca, and psilocybin. Psilocybin right now is one of the most, of course, in cannabis. One of the most interesting studies uh, that's happening right now is in, with psilocybin uh, because they're doing scientific research right now, clinical studies, and it is showing uh, successful recovery rates for people who are suicidal and have nothing else to help, manic depressiveness, all of this. You guys, we have, I see light at the end of the tunnel. We've got our veterans who uh, who have extreme PTSD, and one of the exciting things I've personally experienced is being with these gentlemen and actually seeing the effects of what we're calling plant-based medicine has done. If you want more information, you go over to Reborn, Lamar Odom, Google it, or go go to Reborn online and watch the movie, or um, simply do your own research. Check into how that psilocybin is helping manic depressiveness. And you know what I'm excited about too? That it's not just masking a symptom, if you all feel what I mean. That's always a good thing, getting at the root of something. As a a person who's been down one of those rabbit holes before, one of those beautiful rabbit holes you just mentioned. (laughs) um, Yep. They are pretty, aren't they? It is is not painted over rust at all. Um, There is a point where if you don't stay with it, you might fall behind. It is like jogging. You know, if you become a jogging master and you just stop jogging, then obviously you're not going to be good at it anymore. Um, it's something you have to work out, but so is the law of attraction. So is us as people being a better person, keeping your head yeah. up. All that requires, each moment requires its individual energy and respect. And if you respect okay. it, instead of being on autopilot and just letting your mind run and run and run all day and you hate life and all this other stuff. But anyway, back to what I was saying, these methods that she's talking about, people might hear them, oh, it's hippie stuff, whatever you guys think. They're not painted over us. That's what you got to understand. They are not painted over us. These are solutions. And, you know, even if Lamar Ogham was to relapse or something like that, um, and everybody's going to, of course, blame it on this stuff, that, that's not it. That has to do with what's going on up here. People got to realize that. But true. don't just shoot these things down because you never heard the word or you can't pronounce it. There are other alternatives out there. And for everybody listening who's doing something to improve their lifestyle, right. I'll just say this. How's that been working out for you? Mm. How's it working? Has it been working? Should you try something else? The only thing different, I mean, the only thing constant is change. Stick with that. I I love that, though. It is the only thing that's constant. And, you know, uh, well, actually, I'm going to be quiet for a minute. What? What? Uh, pop in here, because I know you got something, something. <laughs> I love when you guys get going. Are you kidding? This is how I get my, my jollies watching you guys build up the energy. It's a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really glad we've established how to give Walt jollies. Y'all know that now. Okay. There it is. All we got to do is talk. Hey, what could I say? I like Spark laughing. That G-vibe. I, love I don't even know what good. to say. Gratitude vibration. Okay. Well, right? Hey, that, raise that, that vibration, works. man. Seriously. I well, I'm loving all this. This is some sexy conversation because here's the deal. It's like what we're talking about doing is getting to the, to the root of the cause of the reason that all this stuff happened and what this helps. It's like, you know, as you'll see when you watch the reality of truth, when you do some of these things, it's they say it's like 25 years of psychotherapy in one shot. I'm not telling anybody that this is easy. I'm not also telling anybody that that's for, it's for you. There's also conscious recovery out there. Conscious recovery with T.J. Woodward gets down to the root of breaking the pattern of shame, of, of shaming and the pattern, all of those things that that create the environment of you needing to protect yourself. You know, I had actually said to somebody, because I've been down rabbit, I've been all kinds of rabbit holes, thanking every one of those for providing me the friendship I needed. If I, well, I used to smoke cigarettes and the re- I used to thank them. Thank you for being my friend. I'm done with you now. You can go away. Seriously. Like I, I love you for being there for me when I needed you to be there for me. What I can tell you all is that I have a shift of perspective. I'm still the same person. I didn't need to change, but what was going up in here, what's going on up here is a thing. And the thoughts become that your thoughts are so powerful. And when you are 
able to start shifting how you even look at something as smoking. Everybody tells you it's bad. You shouldn't do that. And okay, it's not great for you. We all know that. Yada, 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 yada. We heard that. But has anybody ever been shamed into quitting? I'm just curious. I don't think it has a very good track record. No, no. And part of the things that, that happen in traditional recoveries, there's still shaming happening. Mm-hmm. Well, look what you did. You destroyed everybody's life. Yeah, there's no accountability for the codependent one who's been the enabler all along or any of this other stuff. Nobody wants to own their shit. All right. Everybody wants to point and blame on the blame, blame, blame on the person who had the issue. Nobody well, wants to look back. That's, that's one of the advantages of what we talk about here on this show and what we talk about in general in uh, yeah. conscious crater circles, as I like to call it. Because we understand the only way that you ever actually get change is when you do it in the high vibe space. Well, let's put it this way. You, you get change in every space. The only way you get the change you want is in the high vibe space. You can get change in the low vibe space. Totally. It's just not the change you want. It's a change that, that actually often is the opposite of what you want. And that's what, that's what they haven't yeah. quite figured out yet. They're, they're getting there. They're, they're, there's so much data coming to them that some of them are beginning to wake up and say, you know what? This, this, we got to modify this in some way. This isn't quite working. I, mean, I haven't quite figured yeah. it out yet, but it's not quite working. They're, they're beginning to get the gist of it. Yeah. It's, it's taking a while, but they're getting there. And, and I take a lot of heart from that. I take a lot of hope from it. You know what? I, think I love society, you. Society needs to grow the hell up a little bit in certain categories. You got, I, you know, I'm from the hood, so I, I, I know people that have relapsed and ended up back on the street. You know, they call them crackheads mm-hmm. up north. I don't know if you sure. guys call them. Where you're from. Um, as soon as something goes missing, you know, they're doing good for three years. As soon as, as soon as anything bad happens, they just, they, they assume that that person went back to their old ways. Yeah. You know, cousin of mine, you know, who's been in back and forth on that, but all, you know, and every time he disappears, everybody assumes that's what happened. And it's like, he knows that you're assuming that. Like, what are you doing to his mind? What are you doing to his mindset? I always say, like, the same thing with domestic. You can be in China arguing with your spouse in America. Your kids who can be at their cousin Billy's house at a sleepover can still feel those energy waves. Oh, yeah. They don't know know what's hitting them, but it is affecting them. It's the same thing. All the doubt for for that person that's going through that. Now, they they relapse a bunch of times. I understand they got a track record, and I got you, but... It's got to be a point where you're like, all right, let me just water a different seed for this person. And you guys know the old uh, cliche about the word assume, right? Make an ass out of you and me. That's the and, one. And, and every time somebody does the assume with me, you know what? I look at them and I say, would you please go read the four agreements right now? I'm mm. serious. I, like, it's a thing. It's a thing. Go read the four agreements. If that's if, if you're taking it personal still and you're still assuming, then you need to go read a book. Because I'm not it, just go read the book. Seriously, <laughs> just please, please, your God. Like, I love it. Well, you know, I got to tell you that I feel like there's such a waste of time with look. It's, it's assuming is such a waste of time. All of it's such a waste of time. We, how many precious moments have we wasted? How many precious moments? And not only that, I want to talk about what Neo said. Imagine if. You treat an addict with respect. Imagine yeah. if the, the the smile and the respect you give the addict is what they needed in order to make a different choice. What if you gave them hope? Mm-hmm. So that's what I got to say about that. Well, that's another and conscious I, creator and, concept And, and right I want to try to. Because it's, a, it's another concept. Well, it's, because... it's actually it's a way of being. Well, it is, but it's also the basic concept of if you hold somebody in your mind's eye, in the, the light of what you want them to be and, and what's the best possible outcome for them, you're doing exactly what you talked about with those kids who are, you know, stuck at home and not sure why they're getting this bad vibe, but you're doing it the opposite way. Instead of sending yeah, the yeah. long vibe, you're sending a very positive vibe to them in a way that they don't even understand what's going on, but all of a sudden they're feeling better. You know what? I, I always tell people I spent the last 13 years uh, trying to find a way to save the world. And the law of attraction is the best plan. Matter of fact, it's the only one that could that has even a chance of working, and it has a great chance of working once we get everybody to know about it and believe in it. But I think in applying this with it, I wrote down: believe in your power uh, to change things. For the average person that 
doesn't really believe in the law of attraction and they look at their their family member or whoever and think something negative, if they knew that they were contributing towards that person's future, they would shift. I'll give you a perfect example. My son has always been, uh, you know, trouble in school, just like me growing up. Um, so when he was in those trouble situations and I'm like, oh my goodness, what is going on? I thought about it once and I said, well, in the spirit of manifesting, every time someone asks how my son's doing, I always say, man, this boy, you won't believe what he did. And then there it is. And so I had to make a shift. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? I'm not going to tell him. That it's my fault. <laughs> but I'm going to say that it's, it's my fault. I've been watering the seed. I'm a great manifester, and I manifested this. So I went back and opened up some old emails from his teacher, some good emails, mm. about the good things he was doing. And I marinated in it. I act like I had just got it that day. I felt good about it. And every single time I did that, I, I forget to do it often, but every single time I did that, things turned around for him. With that knowledge of my power, I care. I, I tread lightly when I'm thinking about that situation because I know what seeds I'm water, watering. Give everyone that knowledge of their power, and they will be more careful how they wield that wand that Debbie was just swinging around. That's <laughs> I, a physical. I, that's a physical wand, but we all have a wand that's constantly. I love my spewing. wand. We all have a wand that's constantly spewing from our lips every time we speak, and it's constantly spewing from our mind and our hearts. Every time we think, which is all day, every day. So and I love what you just did too. You didn't, you didn't necessarily know that you were doing it, but, but you were doing something that was tied in directly to what Jackie Gates, who's one of the newest co-hosts here on the show on Wednesday was talking about. She has this thing that she calls her file of fabulousness. And what that is, it's a collection of everything that people have said about her over the years. And every time they say something that's nice about her, she grabs it and plugs it into the file. So that when she finds herself in that place, we often find ourselves where we're feeling down, where we can't, we can't easily climb out. We can't even remember where the good stuff is. She pulls out her mm -hmm. file and starts reading it to herself. And she keeps reading it and reading it and saying it out loud until she finally climbs her way back up into the higher vibe space. Well, you took the same concept and you didn't do it just for yourself. You did it for your son. You did it for your kid. So you did it for somebody else. Yeah. You, you took it to the next level. And I'm loving that because it's going to be equally effective doing exactly that. In fact, in fact, the more that we build ourselves up, the more that we work on ourselves, the more we're actually working on somebody else. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Get everybody on and that page. The world changes. And, and how I love you because you just showed how that's done. You start right with you. Yeah. That's it. You it's start beautiful. with you. And, and that ripple effect, you know, we have this ripple effect that goes out amongst all of us. That one thing you do for that one person, it just ripples out into the universe because you see, you do that with your son and the people that he interacts with, they get, they get the same vibration. Speaking of vibration, I want to talk more about this and I want to talk about Taya Boot Camp and I want to talk about another solution out there for you, for y'all, if you're looking for it, um, because it's really important. But Neil, what you're doing with your son is perfect because that is to me, that level of um, acknowledgement is so much greater than, you know, just, oh, oh, I'm proud of you or their need for acceptance or their need for um, uh, to be validated. Rather, you're acknowledging and you're you're showing understanding. I mean, it's beautiful. You're showing love. You're showing acceptance of your son. You're showing appreciation. So all those things come into play, which then in turn make us feel, feel, feel us heard, seen, loved. I mean, mm -hmm. all of those things. That's how that it's created. If you all want to change the world, you start treating people in this way. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. When you start treating people the right way and it's a for, at the forefront of your mindfulness, it's a lifestyle. It's not just one thing you do every once in a while. It is every day until it becomes a habit. And I agree. Totally. And this is what the law of attraction is about, because if you are stepping forward with no agenda, no anything but to give joy to another human being, you are creating joy in your life. And in that point, right there in that second, you are the most abundant person there ever was. 
No doubt about that. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, um, I'll, I'll take that to the next step because to me, the best way that I can help somebody else is by building myself up. The more yeah. work that I do on myself, the, the more that I do to raise myself to a higher vibration, the more that I help people, I don't even see it when it's happening. And, and the best evidence I have for that is doing the show. I, I have learned that one concept more than anything else from doing the show over the last almost nine years now. And it's just amazing to me how it comes back. It keeps coming back over and over and over again. How I touched on this person's life and I helped that person's life and so forth. And all I was doing was building myself up. I was building my own vibration and yeah. you know, basically sharing it with the world as I was doing it. And oh my goodness. So yeah, it definitely works. It definitely pays off and, and it has that endless vibrational um, flow, that endless wave that you were talking about, Debbie, that just, it just keeps going and going. And the more we focus on it, of course, the more it builds. That's the other key piece. It, it, the momentum of it grows over time. And then yep. when more people start focusing on that same way, then the, 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 the different wavelengths, they kind of work together. They actually become um, harmonious. They become synchronous. It's like uh, if you have tuning forks, two tuning forks in, in a room, they're both set to the same pitch. You, you click one of them and the other one starts vibrating at the same pitch. It's that same concept. It keeps working more and more and more and more. So my God, there's nothing more powerful than working on yourself because look what it leads to. It's so, it's so exciting. Magic. You know, if, you, if you want, uh, if you want to change anything about the world around you, you always start in here. You always yes. start here. So many people start out there with all these and then they don't get the chance to make change. Um, this is a huge thing. And I think this is the shift that would change the world. Um, most people would take the steps that I took with my son. They would think to take those steps if they believe that they had power over the outcome. Right. Everybody thinks that life is, is a crapshoot and you don't know what's going to happen today. And, da, 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 and you can't, and, and it's, it's been it's proven to be difficult to show people that thoughts become things because they look at the bad stuff that's happened to them. They're like, I didn't manifest that. But <laughs> convince people that they have the power to make change with their thoughts and they'll come up with stuff like I did for the emails. That, that's what, that's what's going to change the world. Teach them that they have the yep. power. Show them that they have the power and they'll wield it themselves. Absolutely, Ooh. no doubt about it. Well, I just, okay, yo, what you, okay, and I just love this. What do you mean I manifested that? That's the hardest part for people to, well, mm. because look, as long as your old story's working for you, you're going to keep telling it, all right? Yeah. When it stops working for you, you're going to change your story. Simple as that. If being in your victim is what's working for you, because if you're not in bliss and joy, you're probably complaining, whining about something and you're down your spiral and that's okay too. But, but when you, it doesn't work anymore, when the old story of just doesn't work, you can get the power to change it. And you, I love, you love what you're saying here. You have the power to change it. Now you created it. I didn't create that. It, that person to walk in my life and do this. Oh yes, you said yes from the get. You know you saw those those flags. <laughs> don't lie to yourself because I've been there, done that. I don't even want to hear it. You just own it. You own it. You own being your your codependent state. He, I'm gonna love him enough, and he's gonna change. And now I don't know why he's been abusive. Hello, hello. Is is about stopping the cycle and the pattern of crazy. Of no, exactly. stepping in because we create crazy when we're in that space, man. Two people, two people I've had, two types of people I've had a lot of trouble. I've had the most trouble, let's say, or let's say they've been the most challenging people to speak with. It's about the law of attraction is battered women and veterans. Mm -hmm. Now, you guys can probably see why, but mm -hmm. I had to ask this lady once. I said, you know, what's your primary thought throughout the day? Pardon my French, but she said him whipping my ass when I get home. Oof. And I said, I said, how often do you think about that? She was like, how can I think about anything else? And I just had to let her sit in that. I had to let her sit in that for a little bit. 60, 60 to 70,000 thoughts on average per day per person. How many thought drops are you putting into that flower pot? When there's a plant there, you can't be surprised that there's a plant there. You water the seed, nourish it, it'll grow. And I hate to be blunt and put it like that, but you got to. You got to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as the whole veterans thing, that's a whole nother subject. Those are two tough cookies to crack when it comes to this. Well, I've been, I've been, I've been not the veteran, but the other. And 
So I have a lot of compassion and empathy for this because I've been there. What I can tell you is that if anybody is there, if anybody is there and you aren't safe, you get out. What do you do? You get you get help. I, I, there's shelters. There's things like that. There's hotlines you can call. But the reason that women stay is because they have better women's syndrome. They, they've got this syndrome. If I didn't do that, he wouldn't have done this. They've been taught these behaviors. There's a lot, a lot of reasons. There's a whole lot, you guys. But what it really comes down to is the simple question. Are you ready to actually change it? Because when you're ready to change it, you will. It's that simple. The person who's doing it, they're going to keep doing what they're doing because that was established long ago when you saw the red flags and your ass walked into it again, period. Now you get to choose to walk back out. Well, yeah, but it's hard. And da, 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 da. Well, which is harder? See, it's preference, choice. What is it that you're doing and how can you change it? This is where Taya Boot Camp, quite frankly, could save someone's life in this condition. Because they taught, they teach us how to detune and detune the transgressors in the first place. And there, there are situations that we, that we get into that are really tough. And it takes a lot to own the fact that we can't just sit and blame it on the person who's doing the thing that we don't like and that we, that we are part of the creation of that. But it's what's real. I've been there, done this, and I'm going to tell you until I got real, got stepped out of my victim syndrome. I lost my need for my, my hemor- special hemorrhoidal pad to sit my butthurt ass down on because I was feeling sorry for myself. I tell you, I'm serious. Some tissues are my issues. Well, I'll just know what he did now. Look, if there's some severe violence out there, I'm talking about not so severe, just so redonkulous, so drama, so not necessary. There's such a different way to do life. There's such a different way to do relationship and connection. And there's so many other uh, tools and alternatives out there that you can choose and, and step forward in. I'm going to just make a comment out to Ellie. Ellie, I love you. She's she's killing me right now. She's like, and that's why, girl, I could teach how to be single. I'm I'm not even, I, I'm not even telling y'all anything about a relationship. I could teach, we're going to, how to be single in your aloneness. It's a whole other show. We'll talk about it next week. Sounds like a good thing. <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys something about, because what we're talking about here is very similar to the topic we talked about yesterday. Now, we, we went in a different direction with the topic, but it, I, I think it applies today, so I'm going to get your take on it. Yesterday's okay. show was entitled The Lies That People Tell Themselves. Yeah. And, in fact, we even got an email from uh, Cecilia. I wanted to read her email. She says, on yesterday's show, there was a discussion on truth. She says, I find that this is a good rule to follow. Speak what is true. Speak what is kind. Do not speak, do not speak what is true but unkind. Do not speak what is unkind but true. So be kind. So that that's her take on it. I'm curious what your take is yeah. on this, the whole question about what it is that we're telling ourselves, the truth of it, the lie of it. How how do you guys see that whole question? I um, for me personally, I'll just say the ego has a, a loud ass mouth sometimes, <laughs> and yes. uh, when I'm when I'm stuck, I could say on autopilot. For those seconds that I am, uh, it definitely tells some lies. Um, but as long as I'm conscious enough to wake up from it, this is how I did it a long time ago when I first got into this game. When I found myself, let's say I ran a negative scenario for 10 minutes straight. I watered a horrible seed for 10 daggone minutes. That's a lot of energy drops. I need to make up mm-hmm. for it. I need to make up for it. And so what I would do is I would step out of that because I like being a director. I would step out of that like I was like I was acting. I just acted out that scene because if you're an actor and you act out a scene, you're engulfed in that character. You're feeling the emotions that that character would be feeling. So I always wondered how actors don't manifest that horrible stuff into their life, you know, because they're spending time in that headspace. And I realized it because when the director says cut, they step back out of it. And they think, man, I just did a good job. So they just took 10 minutes worth of acting and negativity and blanketed it all with positive because they know yes. they just did great. And they know they're going to do great. And they have a room full of people around them that are all feeding them energy, staring at them, telling them they did great. 
you know, and so I decided to do the same thing. When I catch myself running a negative scenario for too long, I step out of it like an actor and scene. Damn, that was a pretty good movie I just directed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. I scripted that movie. I directed it. I cast it. That was a great movie I just put together. I could probably make some money. But guess what? <laughs> that's not what's happening right now. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm breathing. Then I take it there. So that's that's a good wake up from those lies. That and it's a great point, too, because the, the movies that do the best, if you if you see the, you know, how on DVDs they used to have a little extra thing, you know, the special features. Here was the making of the movie. Here's what happened. Mm-hmm. And, and the ones that were the, that were the really good movies, they always had a really tight cast, a cast that really got along well. They fed each other. They all worked together so beautifully. And whenever anything was going on, they were just having a blast. They turned it into this great big laugh fest. Now, it could have been a horror movie. But it didn't matter. As when they were off camera, everything just turned into this joke fest. That's how Avengers was. Yeah. And you see how good they did. They did. Um, well, what, I love you. Well, real quick, Will Smith, uh-huh. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You guys know that show was a hit. Mm-hmm. I, didn't yeah. know, I didn't know this, but before every episode, Will Smith would run around the audience with a uh, moringa. I forget what it's called. The thing you beat on your hands. It's got... Tambourine? Tambourine, yeah, he run around with a tambourine going crazy in the audience. They'd play music and everybody would, and they'd laugh and they'd get happy. Then they'd run on stage and say, action. Every episode <laughs> he did that for all those years. And I, and when I saw that, I was like, I saw it on the documentary that they did. I was like, holy crap, that's a major reason why yeah. that show was successful. They started off right. in a dance party with every filming they did. I'm looking forward to the day when Will Smith actually is the headliner in a Law of Attraction film, a film that's about, in some way, the Law of Attraction. I, I, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I got, I, got him, I got him scheduled for September. Up here, he's scheduled for September. So you guys be ready for that. All right. All right. I'm well, we're ready. We're, 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 we're totally ready for that. Okay, Water Will, that you got with, that? We're ready. Water oh, that completely. I want to love on what you said about stepping back and observation when we observe from the eyes of source when we observe and remove ourselves, i think that that is one of the smartest tools i love that i love everything you said about that you watch your life as though that was a movie and you are the director and i i love that that was the coolest thing dude that was awesome when i tell myself a lie or when myself tells me a lie, I look at him and say, I, I sit back and I say, is that true? Is that still true? No. And then I look at the victim syndrome that's telling me this. Sh- and I say, get your ass over there on your butthurt pad right now. <laughs> no, get over there right there. Because that's so what I'm saying is I have the con- I like Neo said, we are the director. I am the director. I'm saying No. Y'all go, you can go over there and sit, sit down, get your tissues for your issues. You're the one, you you know, you can go sit in your unworthiness. I'm going to be over here in my deservingness. Period. Deb, you got to let me compliment you for a second. She said something, everybody who's listening, you got to understand she said something that was critical. She did not try to eradicate or completely get rid of that voice because that would be a fool's errand. She knows it's not going nowhere. So she told it, go sit down. There's a difference. When you tell it to go sit down, you're acknowledging its existence. You got a place for it. You keep in its zone. You got control. When you're trying to get rid of it, but it's secretly inside of you, now you got this struggle going on. Yeah. And the only thing that's not going anywhere is that struggle. So accept it. Accept that it's there. Learn how to freaking deal yes. with it. It's called your ego. It's called many different things. And you'll learn all the names. Love it, man. But that's yeah. critical. She said, go sit down. That means she's already ahead of the game. Light years. I think it's also a, an additional concept that. that goes with it. The, the additional concept that I think goes with it is, because I, I, I agree with you, I think that's an important thing to do that kind of acknowledgement. Is if, if you want to shift, because that's really what we're talking about here, making a shift in our attention, in our focus, and we're finding that this old storyline is continuing to haunt us and continuing to just drag us back. Well, in order to make the shift, you have to replace 
the thing with something else. You have to find where are you going with it? Because you can't just create a vacuum. If you just create a vacuum, the universe will fill it. And it'll fill it not necessarily with what you want, depending on what your vibration is. Mm -hmm. So if you just try to take away that that uh, that ego thing that's in the way, but you don't replace it with what you want, it, you know, the universe is going to shove something in there and it may not be what you like. That's why I think you have to decide where you want to go instead. You have to make the, the conscious, deliberate choice of, okay, that's not the person I want to be. What is the person I want to be? Where, what is that person that like? What does it feel like to be that person? If I'm talking like that person, how does that person talk? If I'm thinking like that person, how does that person think? If I'm interacting with somebody else, how does that person interact? That's what you have to put in place of that old ego that was kind of in the way of doing the wrong stuff. I love that. It's archetypal work is what you're talking about. And right. I love exactly. archetypal work. Yeah. Uh, well, that's beautiful. And I love that because you're saying, okay, that's not my preference. What is my preference? And asking yourself yeah. that question. And I think that that's vital. One thing I want to say about the ego and about my, my, my sweet little ego that gets put in the corner in her butt hurt pad is the appreciation factor. Because remember what I said, that ego is your friend. It is what has protected you all these years. It, and you can't know something till you know it, period. So stop tripping on yourself because it's ridiculous. Instead, I love it. Yes, I acknowledged it. Yes, I have it. Go sit down. You no, know, we're not going to, we don't, why would we want to get rid of the very thing that has kept us safe all these years? It just might be that we now are going to respond to it differently. You see, that's all. And, you know and I love, uh, I love that, you know, about just response. I'm going to give you two things right here for that whole voice. The one is, as a cop, trusting my intuition, running down dark alleyways, turning the corner. You don't know where that person disappeared to. You don't know what they got. So the ego kept me safe. All mm -hmm. the what if scenarios that it kept giving me. What if you turn the corner and he's standing there with you? You know, all those what ifs kept me safe. So I love it to death. But on the same note, when I made the phone call to that person and they didn't answer, I thought to myself, are they mad at me? Did I do something wrong? Did I, you know, but lo and behold, they were in the shower. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. Either way, like the book, The Untethered Soul, either way, that voice, you can always untether from it. You're mm -hmm. the observer of that voice. You're the observer of the emotion caused by that voice. If you're observing it, you are separate from it, which means you can always separate and look at it. If you can do that more often and recognize its goods, recognize its bads, Use it accordingly. That's how you work. It's like if you have a car that overheats. Yeah, it gets you from A to B, but sometimes you're going to have to do something different. You might have to pull over some gas, some water in the, in, in the uh, radiator or whatever the situation is, but you have to adjust accordingly to your circumstances. And don't just complain about it because complaining is the same thing like that. How are you going to complain about the ego? It's like using the ego on the ego. It's, it's, it's triple negative. Nobody wants to do any of that. <laughs> It's true. Well, look, actually, I love the analogy you brought yeah, in, the, yeah. the car. The, the car analogy is perfect because, among other things, if you take care of the car, the car keeps going. But if you keep complaining about how you know the car just keeps pulling to the right and I can't seem to get any gas mileage out of it, and that's all you do is just complain, the car's going to die. You got to service it. You gotta go, you gotta actually take care of the issues. You gotta, you gotta treat them like with, with, with respect so you can treat the car with respect. And if you treat the car with respect, guess what it does? It treats you with respect. I BS you not, I had a 95 Eclipse. It looked like it was fresh out of the Fast and the Furious. It was in my <laughs> garage. The, all you can ask my dad, something was wrong with it. I would drive it to the store and I would get out, go out to the store and try to turn it on. It would not start. And then we'd finally get it jump started. I'd take it back to the house and it would sit in the garage. And just the battery was always dead. We took it to a couple electrical guys. Nobody could figure out what was wrong with it. Sat in my car for three years. I started doing these mental exercises, mm. appreciating having the car. If I wanted a Fast and Furious car, I would have to go buy it, then deal with its issues. Well, at least I already have it here. Now mm. I just have to deal with the issues. But it's here. It's solid. I would feel its presence in the room. The garage feels a lot different if it's empty than if there's a car in front of me. Feel its presence. People who are meditative will know what I'm talking about when I say feel it yeah. in front of you. Not with your hands, but with your, with your energy. 
And no lie, BSU not. One day I went out there and fired it up. It just started. And I sold it two days later. (laughs) 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 But I started after years. No jump start. No calling my dad to come over and take all stuff. I just went out there and was like, you know what? I've been watering this seed for a couple months now. Let me fire it up. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, I got rid of it. Quickly. <laughs> that's Cindy Chavez. How strong we Woo! are, how much power we have. Absolutely. Cindy Chavez, who does, who's the other co host on Wednesday, told a story again recently that she had actually previously told a long time ago where she had this favorite car. She even had the name for the car, and I can't remember what her pet name was for it. It was a Mercedes, I believe, and she loved that car, but it got to the point where it just wasn't running well anymore. And so it just sat in her driveway, and she kept thinking every single day about you know how she really missed the fact yeah. that the car wasn't driving the way she wanted it to and, and she kind of wished that it would but she knew it wasn't going to and she knew she had to do something with it but she didn't really want to do anything with it but on the other hand she knew she had to do something and finally she reached the point where she said okay i'm getting rid of the car i mean it's been sitting there it, it just sits there i can't drive it anymore you know I'm, I'm going to let it go i'm going to you know put an ad out i'm going to do whatever it takes to let it go and that same day her husband comes up to her and says hey somebody left a note in your windshield she says, what? He left a note in your windshield. So she read the note and the note was from a guy who said, hi, I've been driving by your car every day for the last two years. And I just, I, I, I love that car. I've been wanting a car exactly like that to work on and build up. I, I figured I'd just leave this note just to see, just in case, is there any chance you might want to sell the car? Now that guy had been there oh, for wow. two years. She had been resisting for two years. And it That's wasn't so until cool. the day came where she finally let go of the resistance that he got the nerve to go leave the note in the windshield. So if you have any doubts about the idea that wow. you can possibly be wow. resisting the thing that you want, listen to that story. Because that lays it out perfectly. I don't know why. I, I don't know if it's a change of subject or not, but you just brought this to me. The There's a other frequencies we can't see. Obviously, there's plenty of frequencies we can't see out there. We just don't know because we can't see them. Now, because time is linear, you know, there is no future. We've never tasted, touched, or felt anything in the future. And in the past, it's just previous moments, you know, us reminiscing about them. Let's say a future where Walt has Will Smith on this screen. I like that. Now, it takes nothing. Now, that future exists on a different frequency than this current one. Okay, it exists. It's existing right now on a different frequency than this currently. It takes nothing for you to step into that frequency. It takes nothing for you to sit down in that Walt's chair and feel what he feels sitting across from Will Smith. It takes nothing. Can I have Jim Carrey? If we're going to do, if we're going to play this, this is, I I love, I want Jim Carrey if y'all are going to, we're going to play right now. That's fine. Seriously. I'm not, I have been saying this since I started Spirituality Gone Wild that I wanted Jim Carrey and we want Will Smith. Those were the two, those are two of them that were absolutes. So I'm going to join in here. This takes nothing for us to, be in that space of Neo sitting right across from Will Smith right now with Walt <laughs> and myself and Jim Carrey. In fact, we're going to have a foursome of fun. I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, this is going to be good. It's not super in, in the spirit of using what you yeah. can to help you manifest. It's not super hard. All Walt has to do is look at his screen and imagine that the black dude underneath him is Will Smith. And it kind of looks like this. And for me to replace Walt with well, Jim well, Carrey. Well, you're going to be sitting next to him, right? I mean, I don't want to do it without you. Well, yeah, but I mean, in the spirit of putting your toes in the sand at, at the All right, okay, okay. digital line. <laughs> you got it perfect. Debbie's got Drew Carey and, uh, you know, and Will Smith. And you got, we can, you know, we could chop I this got up. Jim. This is going to be a crowded screen, but it's a good kind of crowded. I like it. Yeah, so this is good. It's going to be insane. And, and I, we just need two people, by the way. It's a great kind of credit. It is. And we named two people who are, in my mind, two of the greatest advocates of law of attraction. I know Jim Carrey uses the term. I'm not sure if Will Smith does, but it's very clear that both of their lives are driven by it. Yeah. Very, very clear. Both. I've never heard Will Smith use the term law of attraction. I haven't either, no. But he describes it to the team. He does. Well versed. Yes, he does. Fit right into this conversation. 
no doubt about it. So, all right, guys, this has been great. And we're looking forward to Neo's Summit tomorrow morning, Saturday, June 19. Be there. Going to be a good thing. Thank you very much, Debbie G. Thank you very much, Neo, for all the stuff that you contribute to the show. Thank you, especially to our podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.